Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, as well as the automotive and social media worlds. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, and alongside me is Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Hello. Sorry, I'm not my mic. Yeah, Tony's so out of practice, he just literally face-planted into the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> it has been about 18 months since you've been on a Behind the Glass podcast. I know, I can't believe it. Like, Embarrassingly, yeah. and quite upset. People have literally been chanting for your return. Well, I am popular, guys. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it mostly women or? Definitely not. I think no. we're still at the 99% male <laughs> audience ratio. Um, but yes, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the Behind the Glass podcast. Um, I'm, I'm calling this season three. <laughs> There's no real <laughs> sense or logic in that. No. I just feel like I like a new start. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like I feel yeah. I, I like a new start. And those of you watching on YouTube will know how seriously we're taking this because we've upped our game in terms of studio life. Yeah, this is full production. Full production. I mean, it's still just the two of us. I kind of wish we had like, you know, people behind the camera. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's the two of us. But we are in an official now behind the glass studio. It's still a work in progress. I'll be honest, a little bit echoey in here for my liking. Um, and we've got to decorate it a bit more. We've got this big like shelving unit behind us that I want to I want to put cool stuff in. You know, I want people to send us like cool quirky stuff we can hang there. Maybe get some logos going. No knickers. Don't send knickers. Mate, I t it's a male audience. <laughs> so all we're going to get is boxes. Like, I don't know what podcast you think this is. No, some women listen. Some women do listen. I yeah, think they're yeah. forced to listen by their husbands or boyfriends on a road trip. Uh, but yes, that's kind of like our summary. We are back. Uh, YouTube, as I say, uh, hopefully you're enjoying our new setting a little bit more. Uh, make sure to subscribe, turn on notifications, because there's going to be quite a few episodes coming from this channel each week. Uh, and actually... Uh, a little bit later this week, uh, I'll be updating you all on plans for Behind the Glass in 2020. But for now, I just want to get back into it because it's been a while, mate. I mean, we, we enjoy up, these. Yeah, well, we, we enjoy like these, but, yeah. but we caught up a little bit during Drive the World. But I still feel like there's a lot for us to catch up on in general. Of course. Like on a personal level, but also in the automotive world. Yeah, lots. There will be probably a number of your audience that don't know who I am. A good point, actually, because yeah. my audience has changed a bit. Did it change a lot? It changed a lot on the main channel. Fine. But unfortunately, a lot of the guys listening, guys and girls, let's not leave them out, uh, listening, uh, you know, have just been hanging around waiting for the return of yeah. this podcast. So, so maybe they haven't changed too much. But yeah, for anyone that doesn't know who you are, who are you, mate? So uh, my name's Tony from Gravel to Car Sales. I'm a motor dealer. Yeah, prestige one. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh pr- prestigeron, bloody hell. Yeah. Do, are you a bit like Madonna these days? Do you ever reveal your surname? Well, I don't want you to, but I'm just like, do you? Well, people know me as Tony Gravelwood. I mean, yeah. that isn't my surname. That's my company name. For about six months when we met, I thought it was your surname. I know, but you would though, would you? used you? to send me emails. I was like, who is this Tony? Beep. <laughs> and then I figured out it, that was you. Because you were privately educated, so that's, you just assume that. Yes, Tony is son of Gravelwood. Uh, yeah. Fourth in line for <laughs> Lord the, Gravel. Yes, for the Range Rover estate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, look, let's not... We'll, we'll do another episode of, like, how was Tony's 2019? Because there is a lot to discuss. Right. Uh, you did lots of things, as did I. Um, but let's save that for another episode. Um, I just want to know what you've been up to this week. <sighs> well, just normal day-to-day buying and selling cars. My job. Nothing that exciting. Not really, mate. I mean, yeah. Is this really. a is this a tough time of year for um, the old motor trade? It, it has been. It's not normally. It's normally busy, but this month has been quieter, okay. shall we say? But um, yeah, we sell a lot of sports cars. Obviously, as most of you know, um, lots of SUVs. So the SUVs are all right this time of year. Um, sports cars kind of start to come back next month and then into March again. Um, what? What, what's a steal when it comes to SUV these days? What's like a, ooh, that's how you should jump on that? You've done me. I've done you. I've, uh, I've screwed you away now. Do you know what? Like Porsche McCann's used to be really good, but they've come off the boil a little bit now. You know what? There's so much choice out there. SUVs like Range Rovers used to be really good news, but everyone that's had one's got one, and who hasn't has had it nicked as well. So, but you know, like... They're, things have changed like they have peaks and troughs so Mercedes will have a run then Audi then BMW okay they're all just fighting for that because the biggest market in the country the SUV market I think we've probably said it before but it's the biggest market in the country so the other one that I'm always intrigued by what happened to the Stelvio Quadrifoglio <laughs> do you know what I mean like what happened to it the same as what happened to the Julia no one really cares anymore <laughs> Do you ever? Do they ever come through your neck of the woods? I've never had one. No, I no. don't see them, mate. No. So much fuss and noise about them. They're the world's fastest SUV around the Nurburgring. It, uh, isn't the Urus that? No. Oh yeah, probably beat it. Probably. Or be the SQ8 now, the which is basically a Urus with an Audi. Uh, no, RS. Q- RSQ8. Uh, again, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, one theme is that Tony and I do very little research and actually have quite little knowledge. So we no, often, I have loads of knowledge. So you think, okay, so you're saying the RSQ8 is currently the quickest SUV on the Nürburgring. Fastest SUV Nürburgring. And if I'm wrong, I'd be absolutely Oh, dumb. mate, RSQ8. Well really? done, son. Yes, boy. Official time, 7 minutes, 42.2. Which is not Dethroning bad. Dethroning the GLC 63S. I mean, it's a depressing world, isn't it, where Audi are beating Merck in an SUV segment on the Nürburgring. No one cares. No one cares. But, yeah. well, clearly no one else cares about the Stelvio either. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a still. Who knows? If you're into a SUV market and you want something a bit more alternative. Um, I'm really enjoying the deep notes on this new podcasting I setup. I need to stop doing it because I keep dropping my voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really it's really enjoyable in our, heads- in our headphones. We're now wearing headphones for those of you not watching us. And so when I drop down low, it's, like, <laughs> it's a really nice sensation. I'm sorry for listeners. I'll try and stop that. Um, okay, well, I, I just came back from the snow tour. 
Oh yeah, what is why should we don't really speak about that? No, well, we, I thought we'd save it up for the, for this episode because we're recording it a few days after I got back. I still have a little bit of a sniffle because mm. um, it, it did get cold. It didn't get that cold. Hashtag Greta Thunberg. Um, a lot of like a lack of slow, a snow, lack of snow. And and wait, wait, there's something we really need to address. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I'm, I was trying to avoid this for as long as possible. But what go on. was that thing you went in? <laughs> hey. Rain it in. Rain okay. it in, Gravelwood. Okay. Uh, it was a Citroen C4 WRC replica. Wait, what do you mean replica? Okay, so actually legit. So let me, I'll summarize this really quickly. I, going on snow tour, I thought, okay, I'll take the 911 Carrera T, you know, because I didn't do much snow last year during Drive the World. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there were a couple of Porsches going like highly modified Porsches. I was like, this will fit in perfectly. Then I was like, oh, I'm just going to be putting more miles on it. And I've kind of done 911 content. And also having been on the snow tour briefly previously, I know that everyone bins their cars. And I was like, I, yeah, I, was like, I, I, I don't want to damage that. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll pick up like a really cheap Evo or Impreza mm. and just put some stickers on it, make it look cool. And it will, it'll do great on Instagram. And as I'm searching, I type in Evo Rally and up pops this C4 WRC. Now, I know you're not a big rally fan, right? No, no. I, I think they're the best drivers in the world, mate, in terms of For the drivers. For sure. 100%. But you don't watch a lot of it. You don't follow a lot of it. No. Okay. The crashes are horrific. Oh, did you see the one this week in the yes. Monte Carlo? <gasps> I can't pronounce his name. but he got out. The last year's champion went off the side of a road on the Monaco Rally at God knows what speed. And out. I mean, spun about three million times. Oh, that was terrifying, wasn't it? Absolutely. Well, anyway, this the C4 WRC was effectively the Mercedes AMG of F1 for rallying in the late 2000s. It was super dominant. Like, this is an iconic rally car. Mm -hmm. And I saw it and I was like, oh my God, that looks good. And the more I researched it, the more I fell in love with it. Basically, it's a 2.0 VTS C4. You'll know that's a that's a that's a rare gem. The VTS back in the day. I know. I don't know what. That is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought as a motor dealer, you'd be like, oh god, you got a good investment there. I mean, I know what a C4 is. Yeah. I mean <laughs> <laughs> so it had been fitted with. Uh, uh, it's basically an official Citroen WRC kit. Uh, Citroen commissioned a company in the north of England to make like, I think 10 or 12 kits for promotional use that they put on some cars. And this was one of the, those kits. So it's a proper legit WRC kit. Uh, the entire interior being fully stripped out, suspension fully changed, OZ racing 18-inch wheels put on, uh, new air intake, ECU tune. Like it was, okay, it's a C4. It's, it's a road car with a kit and some stickers. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew this is what you wanted to do. It's so much more. Really? It's actually parked about 150 metres away. If you drove it around the block once, you would get it. Mate, it's not It's not a car with some stickers and a kit, I promise you. It really? is hilarious. What gearbox you got in it? Oh, yeah, the standard one. <laughs> Six-speed or five-speed. No, five speed. Manual. Um, manual. Um, keeps going, mate. But, but mate, it feels special. Harnesses, rally seats, like, it was perfect for what I did, like, what I wanted it for. And on the snow, mate, it was a dream. And it looked amazing in photos and great in video. Um, but, yeah, it needs, it needs quite a lot of work doing to it. I would envisage that rally cars are fairly uncomfortable. Oh, oh, horrific. Okay, yeah. so I haven't told anyone this yet. This is an ex exclusive. No, I, I want the deep voice again. Um, we, we were supposed to drive it back from north of Sweden to London because we drove it from London to Stockholm. So we were in somewhere called Arvidsjöa, uh, which is about nine hours north of Stockholm, which is about 22 hours from London. And I went, no, 
So I flew a guy out to drive it back for me. Did you really? <laughs> I flew it back to London. <laughs> oh, I was just like, I can't. Because it's it, amazing when you're out twatting it and you're pulling the handbrake and you're on a loose surface. But 22 hours on German and Dutch, yeah, Dutch and Belgian motorways, not fun. Not fun, mate. It couldn't have been that uncomfortable, though, because you're co-pilot yeah. was asleep most of the time. The whole time. <laughs> a great friend of mine from Australia called Josh. I mean, in his defence, the sort of one or two times that I jumped into the passenger seat, I also fell asleep because it kind of hums at a sort of vibe, like a level that... But just sort of, the seats, I mean, you would just bolt upright like a horse. Bolt upright, but you're strapped in with harnesses, so you're kind of like, you just... Relax you kind yourself. of sink into it and it's oh mate anyway I love it um, and the audience seem to absolutely love it as well so right now I'm investigating hashtag project C4 rally car and I'm going to see what I can do to, to make it actually like a re- re- real rally car so you bought it for the snow tour yeah the snow tour's over the police are coming for Tony by the way just ignore that if he suddenly gets dragged out of the building no wait 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 why was that so clear because the sirens cut through the noise cancelling. We're going to really start to bore the audience right now. But there were sirens passing the studio. I thought they were in here. No. <laughs> We've got our headphones on, so we couldn't hear them until they were close enough that the microphones picked up on them. Anyway, sorry, th- that was an interruption. But yeah, I bought it for the snow tour. I was going to sell it as soon as I got back. But now I'm like, actually, maybe I should try and put a roll cage in it, put a fire extinguisher on it, proper handbrake, proper engine, proper brakes, and see what I can do. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You was going to sell it? Yeah, straight away. Uh, who's going to sell it to? <laughs> I hate you so much. And this is why I did not want to talk to you about it. Uh, um, well, anyway, I had a great time in it. Someone would have bought it. You could a- sell it to the same bloke that's going to buy Paul's Merchant Lager. Because <laughs> <laughs> he obviously ain't got no brains. <laughs> Paul, Paul sent me a photo of his Merchant Lager last night. No doors si- on Still it. in bits. And I was like, are you going to film one of those? What, do you remember Jay-Z and Kanye West did that video in a Maybach with no doors? Yeah. I was like, that's what it looks like. It looks like he's literally going for a scrap heap any day now. It looks like a DeLorean. Oh, bless him. He loves it so much, though. Oh, no, I mean, let him, let him have his moment, right? Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, now we've caught up with what uh, we've been doing over the last week. Uh, we're going to take a tiny little two-second break, and then we're going to come back with uh, our sort of thoughts for 2020, automotive in 2020. What cars we're most excited about, what we're anticipating, just a general chat about the year ahead so see you in a second if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So I have actually done some research uh, for the first time ever on this on this podcast. You haven't just dropped us in it. <laughs> I just dropped you in it. It takes you two minutes before. Uh, mate, can you uh, have a think about... Um, can you have a think about this? Who holds the uh, record for the Le Mans 24 hours in 1987? <laughs> uh, and I've drawn up a list of the cars that I think I'm most excited about. And this is not to buy. This is just like, I'm just excited to see them and experience them. And, you know, I'll kick things off and then get your opinions. And then if, if you want to interject at any point with... Cars from your side, just just jump on in. So, I'm almost nervous to say oh, this one. No, here we go. Aston Martin, DBX. Oh. <laughs> A man who's been selling SUVs for the last month. The car that's going to save the company. Oh, well, but I mean, apparently they wish. I mean. They need more than a DBX. I don't, I, you talk, because I do okay. not want to talk about Aston Martin. <laughs> I, I you put your foot in it every time, don't I'd you? I'd rather set fire to myself. Well, but the hard thing is, I love Aston Martin. I know. I'm not a fan of this, though. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think it looks good, personally. Yes, it looks like an Aston, which I think has to be applauded, because like they've somehow managed to keep it as an Aston. And they had to make it, because everyone's making them, and as you say, to kind of keep their foot in the market somehow, they had to build it. But I'm just like, oh doesn't excite me doesn't interest me i think it might look a bit fugly once it actually gets on the road um they're really like pushing the off-road prowess but like so did they they did the same thing on the cullinan have you ever seen a cullinan actually off-road no i have actually have you have no 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 my uh, a good friend of mine i don't know whether he bought it or whether he's buying one and it was a demo car um lives up north and he does a lot of shooting Ah, Clay pigeon shooting. Okay, fair. I mean, but yeah, okay, great. But, Good on him. But yeah, that, that, brilliant. Yeah. Because I've only seen them on Sloan, Sloan Street so Me far. Yeah, like, yeah, literally yeah. looking so clean. So I think the DBX, I don't, the pricing is like 180 or something. Yeah, it'd be Eurus money, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. It's just that, you know, if you're not getting a Bentayga, you're not getting a Eurus, you're not getting a Range Rover, oh, now I'll get the Aston Martin. I don't know how successful it's going to be. I, I mean, you think they're going to sell them? I mean,. <laughs> Well, for Aston's sake, let's hope they do. Well, that'll be the end of them. Um, the the thing is, five years ago, a hundred thousand pound for a Range Rover was it was that was the top of the tree. That was kind of if you wanted a SUV and to spend a few quid, that was the one to buy the big Range Rover. Okay, it's now the cheapest one. Terrifying, right? But how? much more do you want to spend on a, you know, it's, it's willy-waving at that point. Do you know what I mean? Like, the Eurus, although I don't mind the Eurus, I think it's uh, quite... No, 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 uh, it is a good car. Uh, I wouldn't buy one. It's a good Audi. 
Yeah, but it is a good that exactly. It's yeah, an Audi, yeah, so yeah. It, it's good. Um, and they're still list or over list. So that's what I was going to ask. These, these, you know, the Bentleys, the because I know the Bentaygas, the bottoms dropped right out there. Yeah, you can yeah, get them yeah. for ninety ninety five grand now. Yeah, so yeah lost half their money. So is that so? So you say Lamborghinis are doing all right with the Urus. Um, Cullen and I mean, let's not even talk about it. Uh, what else is out there? So the the DBX, we don't know how that's going to do. The big Range Rover stuff. How's that hot? If you go and get an SVO autobiography, blah 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 blah, you've lost loads of money. Okay, <laughs> but, okay, but not as much as you would if you'd bought a Bentayga. Yes, and, and and to drive round in London, which is where you see most of them, is it it. I mean, you do 15 mile an hour in London. Yeah. What difference does it make if you're in an SVO Range Rover or you're in a Bentayga? Good point. It's a waste. Oh, waste, yeah. And then you've got the um, the KN... Of course. SE hybrid turbo thing. Yeah. Um, which is probably 140, 150 grand, it, which is a lot. Sure. However, Porsche being Porsche, don't push them. They don't make millions of them and then knock... 50 grand often because they can't sell them okay they make them to order basically you know the de- dealers have demos and whatnot but they don't push them in people's faces so but yeah they still lose money they're still you know and i have to say i think a bentayga is a steal at sub 100k yeah yeah are they wicked cars like but you can you have a three-year-old bentayga mm-hmm. or you have a brand new range rover mm-hmm yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, like, of course. And you could turn up anywhere in a Range Rover and it's kind of acceptable nowadays. Of course. You go anywhere in a Bentayga and they're like, oh, here he is. Yeah. Mr. Bentley, oi, oi. And it's weird that Land Rover had that stigma attached to it five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's now like like a golf. It's like classless. Like, yeah. okay, you've got a Range Rover. Like, Just, you get, yeah, completely yeah, yeah, hidden. Yeah. It's it's amazing how they managed to do that and, yeah. and remain desirable at the same time. Yeah. So uh, I think, oh yeah, Tony's top tip for the day is basically buy a Range Rover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but maybe a used one. But yeah, a used one. But there's, yeah. there, honestly, mate, we've said this before, there is a car for everyone now. Like literally everyone. Terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and it makes them all less desirable. Of course. In, in my opinion. Of course. Because there's just one, one of everything. Yeah, like Mercedes have just bring this new SUV. I didn't even know about it. it was a, it's a GLB. Oh yeah, yeah, GLB. I mean, what? I mean, <laughs> why? Why? Who needs it? I mean, well, somebody does, but it's a GLC. From what I can gather, I've not seen one. It's a GLC with seven seats. Yeah. So what does that compete with the Discovery Sport? I guess. Sure, but who cares? Why? Yeah. <laughs> because for some reason, somebody in some kind of office somewhere went, "Oh, you know who we're losing to? Oh no, this Land Rover." Yeah. I don't know why they're kind of French and German and <laughs> yeah. very continental. Um, okay, well, talking about a uh, car for everyone or a car that does everything, uh, let's mention the new RS6. Which, you've stole my thunder a bit, which was one of my cars Okay, I'm looking forward for the year. So, you know, we've just gone about, you know, big brands, big cars that lose a ton of money. Uh, RSX, my first point before I let you run away with it, is it seems expensive. Is it? Question mark. Go. It is expensive. So there is a launch model car out now. I know a bit about these, actually. Amazing. That's why I'm letting you take oh. over. <laughs> I was having a drink of water. Because yeah. you don't like them. Um, <clears throat> so th- there's a launch model car out now, which has basically got everything you'd want. And it's about 104, 104 to 106 grand. There was a four-sprung, 
Vorsprung on Vorsprung. Yeah, model, which is one fifteen, I believe, and that's got everything. It doesn't want to have ceramics, but what do you want ceramics for? Um, they are expensive compared to the old one. They're about fifteen to twenty grand more than the old car. Okay. However, they, when you look at the old car, there's still a good one. Is still mid 40s 50 grand a good one with 30,000 miles on it they will have to be in three years 10 or 15 grand more than that so the depreciation will be the same percentage wise it's just that there'll be more money okay that, that's how it works basically. okay so the because everything's bought on finance nowadays sure so they just have a bigger balloon on them a bigger balloon that's just what happened is it worth going and getting one i i I would like one, but I'm not paying £115,000 for an estate Audi. I shall hang on a minute and wait till they're a year old when they're 80 grand, because that's what's going to happen. Well, what, what about that E63S that you had? When was that? That wasn't long ago. Well, the, this is my point. So you've got that, that E63S. And what I think at the moment is the best all-round car, the new M5 Comp. Ooh, I love that thing. What a car. I love that thing. I had that for a week in Bulgaria last year. And oh, mate, it's hands down. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, and it's seven cars in one, I think. Yes. Just haven't got the boot space. But anyway, yes. Yeah. But the, so the RS6 will be, will then probably take that prize. It will be the best all-round car because of the boots. There'll just be a couple of bits better. But it's 110 grand. Ooh. I've just sold a new shape M5. Not competition? Competition. Competition. Yeah, so I had a non-comp. Yeah. And I've had... Oh, wow. <laughs> Somebody really revving it up. It was outside. a motorbike. That, that really was someone gunning it past our window. Uh, anyway, so you oh, just... Not you, past the window, go in the wall. <laughs> it's a car park We're going to have to look at some more soundproofing in here, I think. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, so, so M5 competition, you just sold... So I just sold one. It was, uh, it was similar money to the RS6 new, about yeah. 105 grand. So it was a 19 plate car, so it wouldn't have been a year old with seven or 8,000 miles on it. I sold it for 65 grand. Wow. I mean, honestly, when I drove it back, when we picked it up, I thought, you cannot get a better car than no. this. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, mate. Yeah. Well, and what a lot of fun to have for that kind of money. But yeah. they're going to keep going down there, right? I mean, 65, that'll be 40 in a couple of years. Okay, so I've got a last of the old shape car coming in now. Okay. As we speak, coming in part exchange with 40,000 miles on. It's a 66 plate, and that will go up for sale at 30 grand. Okay. So that's yeah. half again mm. for a four-year-old car. So if you're going in and buying a new RS6, which is incredibly desirable, I think it looks great. All the reviews say it's fantastic. It's going to be the best all round, as you say, but you're paying 115, 120 fully specced. You're in for a, a, a bad time. But they're not... So Audi RS cars don't lose the money of AMG and M product cars. Oh, interesting. No, no, they don't. So, so if you compare a, that car in a year's time, yeah. it won't be 65 grand retail. Okay. Because the old shapes are still that now. So it, will, it should hold a little better. It will hold a lot better. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So let's all go buy our sixes. <laughs> <laughs> it will still lose money back. Cause I just yeah. think they're too much money. And at the end of the day, the manufacturers could put these cars up for what they like. The mar the market determines the value of them. 
It's interesting, though, because that previous generation became such a cult car, right? I don't know why or how. Maybe it was the power of social media, but that previous shape suddenly became this really desirable car where... I think before that, the RS4 was always seen as a little bit more desirable than the RS6. Um, and I'll be interested to see whether that new shape has that same kind of, you know, desirability, that same mass appeal as mm. the previous gen mm. had. Yeah, the, the only the only problem I see with the older shape car, because the older shape car is still unbelievable. Of course. Um, is when you get in it. Oh, because it feels a bit dated compared to more recent Audis. Yeah, like a new RS4. You get in that, it's got all the virtual cockpit and the different sat-nav, and it's all got, you know, all the proper technology in it. Whereas the RS6, and they're similar money now, by the way. There's not a lot of difference between them. Okay. um, Yeah, it just all looks a bit old. Yeah, it's the problem with those big German manufacturers. The stuff moves on and gets updated so quickly, like every two years. It's very easy to feel out of date in a car that's really not that old. For sure. Whilst Porsche, obviously, (laughs) I loved my 991 because it felt the same as a 996. Yeah, yeah. But now they've gone to the whole new generation. Um, But we're going to come back to to Porsche in a bit. Um, So my next pick, Ferrari Roma. Oh, I'm not interested. Really? I mean, I'm on, I, I love Ferrari. I know. Obviously. That's why I'm surprised by your response. Um, I, I'm interested in the F8, obviously. I actually got a deposit on one. Are you? Yeah, but, well, mate, I'm buying one, apparently. The I mean, F8? I mean, I don't know if I want it, but... Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I'm... So, how, why, so, okay, you've, got, you're ordering a, you've ordered an F8. Why don't you like the Roma? It's feminine. Yeah. yeah for yeah. me. It's too feminine for you. Yeah. It's too soft. It's too soft. It's it's definitely targeted towards a female demographic, I think. I think. But I feel like they went, okay, so Portofino, we've got a lot of our sort of male customers going, oh, it's, you know, it's for the wife, it's for the girlfriend, which Ferrari admit it is. So maybe they went, okay, well, let's build a slightly more elegant, suave version of the Portofino. Here's the Roma. See, I don't think it does. No, I think it does. Everyone went nuts for the looks. And I was a bit like, it looks a weird like a weird vantage meets f-type i don't like those rear tail lights it looks like a 612 scalietti like from the year 2040 like you know a I mean? modern one yeah, like a mod yeah. like i i i will wait the reason i'm excited for it because i want to see it in the flesh do you want one i did for about half a day and then yeah. i was like no i don't I, I don't want one good but apparently the interior is nuts because it's straight out of the sf90 mm. so apparently the interior is amazing but but uh, I have a big problem with the current Ferrari lineup and range. Me too. I mean, this year, this is something that we're going to have to talk about in another podcast because it deserves its own podcast. But like, what are Ferrari doing slash what have they done? Because since we last did a podcast, the two biggest Ferrari fans in any room, Ferrari released 35 new models. I mean, they're rivaling McLaren in terms of... I mean, the one that upsets me the most, I know we're going a bit off track from Roma here, is the 812 GTS. Yeah. Okay, just let me rant for two seconds. <laughs> Convertible or roofless versions of the V12 Ferraris have been some of the most iconic, lusted after, special cars that that brand has ever made. Let's look at recent generations. The 599 SA Aperta, 575 Super America, 550 Barquetta, Daytona Spider. You know, name it. Like the California Spider for the 250. These are like properly special, iconic cars. The 812 GTS was like, oh, by the way, you can get a convertible now. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's a G... I mean, what is that name as well? Like, it's not even limited. It's not going to... And it, it was released at what? The same time as the F8 Spider? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, by the way, if you want convertibles, they're here. Yeah. It's like, guys, come on. Like, yeah. you're ruining everything that your brand stands for. Absolutely. 
really kill me. Having said that, would I like an 812 GTS? Hands down, yes, every day of the week. I think it will be amazing. I mean, that car without a roof, dreamy. Not oh. interested. Really? No, it's not special enough. Like, you should yeah. have a nail on the head. Like, yeah. like, every man and his dog can have one if they want. Yeah, you you're buying I mean? an F8. And the biggest problem with Ferrari now, they're not going to like me for this. We're not no. sponsored by Ferrari. No, no, we're not sponsored no, no, by no, no. I mean, we love... The, we love Go them. on. We're, yeah, that's why we're, I think we're best to give this opinion. Yeah. So, with a 812 GTS or whatever it's going to be called, you'll be made to buy something to get one. Oh, yeah. That's part of the game. It's not on, mate. It's I don't like, think that's hidden anymore. No, no, no. But I, it's not on. It's not on that you have to play that game. Why should you? Like, like you've worked, you've, you've bought loads of cars before, obviously mm-hmm. to be considered for one anyway, and then they try and slip another one in for you to buy it. Like with the pistas as well. Like how many people I know that bought pistas? Like, I could have had a pista as well. It's that same thing. Like, yeah, you can't have a pista, but oh yeah, you can have one if you buy a GT4 or so. No thanks. And the thing is, like, they're like going head to head with each other because. You've got that one side, which is we want to control our brand. So we want to, you know, sort of limit supply. And yes, you've got to buy other models to rake rake your way up the ladder. But now they're making so many models. You can't keep up. You can't keep up. And like to play that game, to play. So it's conflicting ideas or ideology. So I'm not a fan of the current situation. I think the F8, it does not excite me in any way. No. Uh, Obviously, I haven't driven one yet. But. Uh, Shmi, lovely Shmi, did drive one in Dubai on a day when we were all out together. And he just said it's it's just a soft pista or a, or a soft but quicker for a And that's not what I'm looking for for my Ferrari. The word soft just... Uh. Which is what um, someone else told me that drove it as well. He said yeah. it's, it's a pista for the road. Yeah, basically. you know, like, yeah. okay, fine, speed, great. But you need character. You need, like, okay, <laughs> to go back to my C4WRC... <laughs> <laughs> You know, arguably slow, crap, 80,000 miles on the clock. Like, but I was smiling all week. Yeah. All week I was smiling. Whilst I would worry that you would jump in and out of an F8 to pop down to Tesco's and you could be in a Prius and you'd have the same sensations. You were smiling all week in your Citroen that you got someone out there to bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Tony. <laughs> um, so the Roma, so the Roma we're differing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it, to get in it. Uh, to have a go. Would I buy one if I had the money? Well, probably not. Would I buy one if I had to, to be able to get the F8 pista? Uh, probably, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I would have one over a Portofino for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ferrari have become like McLaren because they floated on the market. Yeah, so they have to. They've just got to hit the numbers now. They're businesses. They're just, yeah. you know, they're, I think their, their production's gone up from sort of eight or 10,000 to f- fifteen to 18,000. I mean, it's mm. double, mate. I mean, it's not on. It's worrying, but then for me, you get an SF90 that comes along and kind of saves the day a little bit in terms of still being super desirable, kind of cool, kind of out there, quicker than a laugh. Like that, that for me remains, okay, cool, you guys have still got it. Um, it's just the smattering of other crap that upsets me a little bit. But and that's as, cheap, that car, that SF90. Oh my God. I mean, I think they shook up the money. They did, that was, anyway, we're going to save this because okay, that's fine. definitely a future episode. Uh, if you if you want to hear us really nerd out about Ferrari, stay tuned. Make sure you are subscribed or following us however you're listening to us because yes, Tony and I will do a Ferrari special where we will bore the socks off of anyone <laughs> that doesn't care about Ferraris. But let's move on to keep our, keep this podcast on the go because we've already been chatting about Ferrari for a bit too long. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about another sort of GT car, though, which is the updated Jaguar F-Type. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I haven't seen one yet. You have, have you seen a picture of one? Yeah, I've seen a picture. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't hit the road yet. Okay, fine. So um, deliveries, I think, expected uh, mid 2020. Okay. Um, what do you think about the way it looks? Uh, it looks better than the old car. Do you think? Uh, for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know, it's evolution, isn't it? Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. evolution. They, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the back remains almost identical, uh, exactly the same, but the front has sort of been squished down, kind of looks almost elongated, a little bit more E-type-y um, than F-type-y. <laughs> I'm struggling. It's a car that's obviously very dear to my heart, uh, having owned that previous F-Type for 18 months or so. I loved it. It was amazing. Uh, I have so many memories with it. And it's the car that when people say, what car do you miss the most? I say F-Type. So when I heard that the new one was coming and it was revealed, my, I was like calling everyone, order me one, get me on the books. And then I had a few days to kind of look at it and mull it over. I'm not convinced it, it is actually that good looking. Mm. I think it's maybe lost something. It, it looks a tad more generic to me which maybe I haven't seen a good spec yet. Maybe once I see them on the road, but in photos, I'm a bit like, ah. I think it looks good. The problem is with cars now is that they always lose their character everywhere. If, anyway, every new car that's ever built now loses that little bit more character because unfortunately they're built by accountants. Well, they're built by engineers, but what I mean is the budget is by by done by camp. Oh, well, and regulations. Of course. And CO2 emissions and of all of these things. So, you know, the F-Type, rear-wheel drive, you know, thank God they're still doing, by the way. It's not the top top spec, but they do still at least offer a V8 rear-wheel drive. I mean, they could have gone for, a, you know, four-cylinder or, you know, so thank God they're still doing V8. Mm. Jag, you know, I have I have to wave my little Jag fan club fa- yeah, yeah. flag for that. Um, but yes, I'll be intrigued. I, I thought... I was definitely going to have one. I was like, this is dreamy. They're priced kind of okay. Maybe a good replacement for the Carrera T. But I, I've just come off that boil a little bit. Um, I think I need to wait until I've actually spent some time with one. The thing is competition as well. Like in that price bracket, man, yeah. there's so many cars you can buy for that money. And the car that I really fell in love with this year, which has killed me, and I know you're going to really just give me daggers, is the Bentley Continental. Mate, don't. I That car is brilliant. And now whenever I look at any kind of other GT car, I'm like, why well, is this one the Bentley? Like, I'm getting the F-Type because I can't afford the Bentley. No, I get it. I, no, I do get that. I do, and, and the V8 car, if it's not out already, it's imminent. The Bentley V8? The V8. Yeah, yeah it's out. It's out. Yeah, it's out. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a proper car. Oh, mate, it's a proper, proper car, but like so comfy, so luxurious, great presence. I think looks good. Does everything you need to do from that kind of car. Okay, you're not going to take it to a mountain road and throw it around a corner, but as a daily smoker, 
Oh my god, it's, it's brilliant. Um, do you know of any fantastic PCP or lease dealers on those cars? Uh, well, just get, let them come out for a minute, mate. They will no, be. you say this. They hold so well, mate. Okay, fine. You spec one up, it's 220, 230, whatever, and they're now down at 160. But then that's where they are because the previous shape, they're still up at 120 or 130. Okay. So, you know, they're not flying down. So okay. for some sucker like me, my hands are tied. Like, I need it to be like 90. It won't be long. Be, but yeah, Bentley will just say, right, we're, we've decided to sell. that They're obviously just slow production down a bit, but once they, once they realise that they need to sell some more cars. I think they're desirable. I think people, are, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know you knock them, but I think people really like that, no, they're that good new cars. shape. Yeah. yeah, we sell them. They're good yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't buy one, but like, I wouldn't buy one personally, but that I, I've got customers that really like them. Yeah. Like, but you've been in the new one. You've driven the new one. I've been in the new W12. Okay. I haven't driven the V8, obviously. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I've driven the W12 okay. as well. I've yeah, driven yeah, the W12 yeah, yeah, as yeah. well, yeah, yeah. Because it's night and day to the previous Continental. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, F-Type, I'm just withholding judgment, I think, for now. Um, shall I keep going? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now this is a query, this is a questionable one. Mercedes... One, Mercedes Project One, Mercedes oh. Hypercar. Is that coming? Supposedly. I mean- so this is, what have you, have you heard anything on the grapevine about this? Well, I heard last year, can't remember when, that they was potentially not making it. Where, um, I, I, I have a friend that's... Well done. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> first of all, that's shocking <laughs> that I've got a friend. Um, I have a friend that's had a deposit on one, a large deposit as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he said that, they might be giving it back to him because they might not even be making it. But that's the last I heard. That was the last I heard as well. Mm. They, was, they were scrapping it because they couldn't get the F1 engine to work as a road car. As a day Because so, it idles too high. It's got yeah. to idle at 9,000 RPM. So traffic lights and things like that just just wasn't possible. Yeah. So then I then heard that they were said, they sent an email out to every pretend, per, prospective customer saying, what engine would you want? We'll build any engine. We just can't do the F1 engine. Um, but then I see all these reports and they're posting about Lewis Hamilton standing next to the car and blah, blah, blah that it's coming, that they've figured something out and it's coming. So Interesting. I don't really know. Like it would be, Hey, if it's what it was supposed to be, which is an F1 engine with F1 tech bodied as a road car. Great. Yeah. I mean, amazing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But, but for me, it seems a little bit hypothetical at this point. Yeah. And, and will, will they sell them if they say, Okay, we can't put the F1 engine in it now. I think people will go like, yeah, not fast. Yeah, Yeah, that was the selling point, right? Wasn't it? I think so, yeah. 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 Okay, well, I just wanted to bring that one up because I saw it on a list of cars to be excited about. And I was like, how is that still here like Mm. four years later? Um, We're talking about things that we should uh, discover, which could or could not be special enough. The new GT3. Uh, will that be this year or surely next year? at the end of this year don't you think yeah it'll like, probably come next year yeah so yeah. revealed sort of November Possibly, October November yeah. yeah and I'm speaking to Mr. GT3 I mean let's face yeah. it over the last two years you have become the flag flyer for Porsche. GT3 Porsche products yeah I just think they're the best mate they're just you know I honestly just think they're the best cars do you have a 992 these days no, I did have. You did, right? So, yeah, I had it for. I had one for. I had one for about four or five months. But okay. Now, so. So, are you excited by the idea of a nine nine two GT three? But yeah, but if it's as good as the nine nine two, it won't be as special. That again, I hope they don't take the character out of it because mm-hmm. obviously the GT three that I've had and then the RS that I've got now, 
but that it's got that in abundance whereas the the 992 was just a really really good car it was re- in a straight line it was probably just as fast as well i don't think there was a lot in them speed wise but yeah it, it's too it was all these modern cars, but they're just too good. Too soft. Yeah. Yeah, too usable, too easy. Like, And it's not what I think a lot of people want, and that's why I think so many people are going to the sort of modern classic segment or buying older stuff because yeah. that it feels like something. It feels like you're driving. It feels yeah. like you're putting some effort in. Yeah, yeah. And the engine's a big difference as well. Obviously, I think the next GT car will still have the GT engine. Um, I've got a GT4 coming. You know that, right? I think I did know that. Congrats. Yeah, yeah that's coming in March. Are you excited? Um, well, I had the previous gen that I didn't really like that much. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. That's why, I, that's why I'm asking you the question. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. If I don't like it, I'll sell it. But I'll have a go. You can have it. Yeah, no, well, no, I don't want it. I'll, I'll have a go. You can have a go, yeah. No problem. <laughs> um, yeah, we need to talk about my Carrera T after this, by the way. Really? Yeah. Just, oh. You want to get out of it? Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, anyway, uh, final car on my list. The Toyota Yaris GR4. You do come up with some weird <laughs> stuff. You just pick the weirdest stuff on the list and go, he wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, what do you mean then, Randall? This is the most exciting hot hatch for the last 10 years. 260 horsepower. Mate, it's a homologation rally car. Yeah. You know me and my rally cars these days. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing is mega. I am so excited by the idea of this thing. Limited run? Um, they're not putting a number on it, I don't think. It's a lot of money. Is it? It's 20, 25, 26 grand. I paid 30 grand for a bath. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> so I'm not a, not afraid of spending big money for a hot hatch. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I don't think it is big money. I think for what it is, I think for the potential of it, it's a bespoke build. It's being built in the same factory as the LFA. Like, it's, this uh, is not a on the freaking line, you know, Toyota factory. This is a real bespoke specific for fundamentally a homologation car which we haven't seen for a long time um let's hold our breath until we've driven it uh but i do know a few people that went out to the the launch ollie webb was there doing a professional job and, and, and said it was great <laughs> so much fun when he's not snapchatting nyla <laughs> yeah if you're listening ollie we're watching you we know you we know exactly you part-timer oh i just gotta take a little holiday before my next race <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, so yeah, so I, I think I think that is going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm big on the hot hatch thing right now. Manual or auto? Manual. All manual. All manual, That'd mate. Fun. Limited fun. slip diff available. All of this stuff. Okay. Get silly. Front drive. Four drive. Four wheel drive. Yeah, in a Yaris. Oh, mate, it's quick. special. Yeah, it's that'd be super fast. special. Like this is not messing around. Okay. Yeah. yeah interesting. Okay. Stay tuned. So I've got one for you. Oh, go on. The 992 Turbo S. Oh, no. poor off, mate. Mate, what's I mean, you gave me a hard time about Bentley Continental. <laughs> oh, it's going to have 800 horsepower and be so usable on a day-to-day level. Uh, that's exactly... Have you read the script? <laughs> <laughs> they sent me the press release last week. Um, oh, are you genuinely excited yes. about that? Oh, oh the I'm spy gonna... shots for the last two years. Oh, look at it. I've got a turbo with a 992. And I've got one more. Oh, go on. Taycan. Taken. Taken. So interestingly, I'm spending a, a day with a Taken. Taken, I think. Taken. I think it's Taken. Anyway, I'm spending a day with it next week. I'll let you know. Yeah. Why are you excited about it? 
because it, it's going to change the automotive electric world. I I think it will be the beginning and the end of Tesla. Interesting. Um, I honestly think Tesla, as we know it in five years, will be a battery supplier. Okay. So Elon Musk is a very clever man. Of course. Of course. Uh, I think that's the road they're going to go down. And obviously we know the whole reason why Tesla was built really was just to look guys, we need to make electric cars. Mm, mm, so mm, let's get on it. Let's get on it. And I think now the Germans have got on it. Um, well, there's loads of electric cars coming now. Well, exactly. And so my biggest problem with the take taken, the electric Porsche, um, is its price. Yes, yeah, a lot of money. I mean, they have... I don't know if they've done it on purpose, but, mate, that is unaffordable to 99% of the world. But it's uh, no more expensive than the Tesla. If you get the 100D, you know, the top, 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 top. Yeah, yeah. But you can get a Model 3 for 35 grand or whatever it is. You can. And Porsche will release a normal car. But you say this, what normal port, like the whole thing about Porsche was it was always the relatively affordable sports car, right? Okay. You know, take a GT3 versus a 488. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was always supposed to be a, an attainable luxury product and Correct. Cayenne, McCann, etc. The Taycan, I'm going to go Taycan, uh, is aggressively highly priced. And maybe it's their first, blah, 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 but you know, all the revenue. But like, it's so almost elitist in its pricing strategy. That's what frustrates me. Because mm. it's like, here we go. We're the first. We're the sports ma- car manufacturer making an all-electric sports car. Like it is, as all yeah, accounts, yeah. it's a sports car. But for the few, you know, if it was a 115 grand car plus plus, I would have gone, okay. But there is one of them. There's a 4S. Oh yeah, which is a bit cheaper. Which is a bit cheaper. And then there's a, then there's a turbo. Which right. is about one fifteen plus options, and right. then there's the Turbo S, yeah, which is about hundred and fifty including options. Yeah, so that's the one that's expensive. Even I wouldn't buy that one, but they'll, you know, give them time. They will sort it out, and I believe the next generation McCann yeah. will be all electric. See, I ha- I have a fundamental issue with this all electric thing, where I- I'm totally for it in the city. Mm. totally for I think cities should go all electric I think we should all have a screw congestion zone it should be electric zone and we should all be little hot hatches there's the new Fiat 500 electric coming the Corsa mini electric Corsa Peugeot electric yep. brilliant yep. genius love it yep. long distance I got a big question mark over it because yep. range fuel, like topping up the grid couldn't handle it Our, like the national grid in the UK couldn't handle if we all switched to electric and also it's a bore it's impractical yep. to have to pull over and charge is impractical absolutely um, and then on top of that when it comes to sports cars yes initial acceleration great weight is always going to be an issue and fundamentally no one wants to go racing in an electric car no, no one does look at no. Formula E as no. fun as it is as a day out it's not people aren't watching it on TV it's not aspirational it's a great day out in and your city and it's not fast it's, and it's not, not fast it's not fast so so I know there are lots of other technologies and we need to get someone in here uh, for one of our future episodes who's who's in this space because there's hydrogen there's renewable there's uh, hybrids there's all of these different techs being looked into and I just feel like in 15-20 years time we're going to look back and go don't you remember when everyone started building electric cars a bit like Blu-ray versus what was it called? HD DVD yeah, yeah. or Betamax versus VHS. Oh, I, don't, I, I, I don't think that electric, 
I think it's a short-term fix. Agreed. I, I don't think it's the, that's the problem solved now. I think it's, let's do that for now because we need, we need to think of something else. Because if you think of, um, I was talking to a friend of mine at Audi the other day and they, all these Audi dealers, because they've got a couple of electric cars coming, they've got to build these segregation areas for the batteries. And if they get exposed to water or or when they're eight years old, they can self-combust and cause fires. Mate, what are you going to do? You know, what if you get... what? Can you going to take a take, take Taycan in in 10 years' time that sits there rotting away in the corner of your lot? <laughs> so they've got, a, they've got an eight... So these electric cars at the moment, uh, all of them, I believe, have got an... The full electric cars have got an eight-year lifespan. So after eight years, as far as I'm concerned, they're not worth anything. You've got to change the batteries. Yeah. The batteries are 30 grand. I mean, that's the thing that the, 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 the oh, dep- I can't say D words today. Depreciation. Depreciation. Wow, I hope I'm not developing some kind of stammer. You're not telling uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> the depreciation. I think it's hectic. Like, we're talking about RS6s. Like, oh my God, a Taycan, a Tesla. Like, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. So... Well, Tesla I, already know there's a problem because they don't buy used cars, mate. Well, they there you don't, go. They don't buy their used cars. You say he's a clever guy. Yeah, Elon yeah, yeah. Musk. He's yeah, not yeah. messing around. No. And so, so that type of thing, like, I get it. And yeah, you'll see them smoking around and go, oh, it looks cool. But am I excited by it? No, I'm, I'm frustrated by it more than anything. And let's face it, we all know the 911 electric is coming. Hybrid. Like, we yeah. know. Uh, so the hybrid first, but they, they are going to do an all electric as well, right? Yeah, so the 992's been built so it can except batteries yeah there's a there's a platform for it so either the generation 2 992 or the next 911 fine will be hybrid of some sort okay i don't think it'd be full electric but it'll be a hybrid it's crazy yeah well anyway i think unless you have any others that you are thinking of that you're excited for this year no really shaking your head no no i don't think so Okay, well, hopefully some stuff will come along and surprise us. That's always the fun part of the year. Yeah. When there's stuff that we can react to. Uh, yeah. Um, Geneva's not all that far away, nope. even though no one's going <laughs> no, <laughs> in terms no. of manufacturers or people. No, they're not, are they? No, Levon's bailed, but we'll do a review of that once it's happened. I don't, I don't think I'm going to go to any motor shows this year, mate. Like, I'm not, in, not, not interested. Well, you can see on the internet two weeks beforehand, so what's the point? And you've seen <laughs> one, you've seen them all. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. I am going to go to Geneva this year, for sure. Um, but but apart from that, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think I think that's probably a good moment for us to... Bow. To, to bow out and to, to, to draw a close to our, our first podcast of the year, season three. Oh, I right. think we've done all right. You know what? It's been great. Yeah. I'm happy to be back. And me. I'm loving the new environment, the new setup. Few technical glitches along the way, but we can fix all those. You know, some heating will be nice. Some, <laughs> some heating, some tea and coffee making <laughs> facilities. But I didn't have much time to get this set up before. Oh, you know, what I just noticed for YouTube viewers, that's look, there's a little Taycan there, a little Taycan model on the shelf behind us. You know, what I've just noticed. Go on, a bottle of beer. Uh, it's non-alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> drive safe, people. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink and drive. But in all seriousness, if you are watching us and you, you can see this shelving and you've got stuff which you think you, you, you want to send us that we can have, I mean, I guess it is free advertising, but also it's nice to decorate the space. Get in touch uh, and I can let you know an address to send it to. We want to make this look really, really cool and have loads of different bits and bobs there. Um, and then, of course, there will be guests. Guests will be coming. Tony and I, your firm fixtures, your regular hosts, um, will obviously keep bashing out the episodes week by week, but we're going to be bringing different people in, whether it's YouTube, 
YouTubers, racing drivers, uh, industry intellectuals, um, or just people you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, let's bring some intelligent people in. Here. I think that'd be good, wouldn't yeah. it? We don't know many, but we'll find them. No, no, no. We, well, there must be people in the industry that have got a bit of sense. Not yeah, us. we'll just have to sit here quietly whilst they. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, lots of exciting things planned. As I say, there'll be another episode uh, midweek uh, where I'll be talking you through a few more uh, plans for this podcast in 2020. But for now, thank you for tuning in. As I say, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe, turn on notifications, give us a thumbs up, leave us a comment. Uh, and if you're listening to us anywhere, kind of do the same in whatever way you can. Five star reviews are definitely welcome. We love those, don't we, Tony? Yeah, yeah. Love those. Yeah. Uh, and then feel free to share on Instagram, Twitter. Let the world know. Behind the glasses, back, back in a whole new way, back stronger than ever before. Season three is going to be fire. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Catch up soon. Adios, people. Bye-bye.